Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way, Way Podcast. Podcast. Man, you know the girth of this cup <laughs> upon which I'm drinking this Mai Tai that we always that we you make for us is amazing. Wow. Because when you look at it, it looks like a normal like red cup, red solo cup. But when you hold it, I mean, it's got strength. See, it's not the length. It's the girth. It's the girth, apparently. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, I can't even squeeze this like I do a, a, a solo <laughs> cup. I mean, this thing, this thing is hefty. See, hefty, hefty, hefty. You're enjoying <laughs> squeezing your hefty girth? I am. Well, I can't. I, I'm enjoying the uh, the absence of being able to squeeze uh, said cup with girth. Oh. <laughs> you know, so this is this is quite amazing. You know, I don't I don't even know where they got this. You said this is your wife's company's cup? Yes. I don't even know where they got I have to check it out. Well, I can't look at it now because there's a drink in it. Yes. But for the listeners, I would turn it over and look at the title, and then you too can have a nice, hefty, girthy cup, <laughs> you know, because... I mean, this is good. You could reuse this and over and over again, right? I guess. Absolutely. These are not uh, Dixie cups. They That's look right. like them, but they're not. They're not. Yeah, they're not the solo cups that you uh, just use and throw away once. This has a lot of reusability. But anyway, um, if they want to sponsor us, they can. But <laughs> I don't even know who these people are. But anyway, hey, Danny, my name is Kevin. <laughs> well, Wait a minute. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> and his name is Danny. What are you doing in my house? <laughs> oh, I, I thought I'd set up a mic and just start talking into it. Mm. Is that cool? Sure. I forgot how to do intros. My name is Kevin. <laughs> and I'm Dave. All right, there we go. Just like last week, I forgot how to do the outros. I just, it's just brain farts, man. I don't know. I don't think I even did an intro last week. Did you realize that on the show? When I was editing last week, I, I, we just jumped right into it. Once again, I haven't had a chance to go back to listen to any of the, any of the shows yet. Yeah, I'm I mean, pretty sure I didn't even introduce us. So hopefully the people that just start will figure out who it is. And, um, enjoy the show anyway well that was a rough <laughs> going that last show but we worked our way into it yeah we got it we got we, we got going man it was it was a good topic and like we said we might uh so make sure y'all listen to that episode because we'll probably uh, use that as a jumping board into other shows where we go really we we'll go back to some of our in-depth shows where we really go into the comparisons between the two different attractions like we'll pick like two of the things with similar ride systems and see what they're all about but anyway uh so how's your week man you've been doing all right oh week's been great Good, good. No, week's, week's been wet. <laughs> and at least today is. It I, rained all day up, uh, up in my house. You? Well, that's why it's been good because it's it's taken away the heat somewhat. Uh, this is true. Yeah, because mm-hmm. last week was pretty unbearable. I mean, yeah. it, we, we got to talk about lazy days of summer, man. Mm-hmm. That heat was beating down on us like crazy. Not even funny. Not even funny. Yeah, other than that, I mean, the weekend's been pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the lack of heat has made it... Have you seen... Did you see in the garden when you came in? The garden? Yeah, the little garden that we, we have out there. I now. have not. We, we do. We have four Disney statues in there, <gasps> and they're solar-powered. And they're each holding a lantern. Really? And, and when the sun, go, like it, it absorbs all the solar energy. And when the sun goes down at night, the lanterns are supposed to go on. Oh. Only two of the four work. These are not high quality items. Oh. So if you see them at your local Sears or Kmart. Is that where you got them? Yes. Okay. I would highly recommend uh, not purchasing them. Yeah. They're, they're expensive. They're like 20, $22, $24 a piece. Oh, ouch. Yes. And uh, we're already going to be taking two of them back now. It, you know, even the ones that do work, it's a nice little effect, but doesn't put out hardly any light at all. Huh? I wonder if you could replace the bulb, or the bulb might suck up all the energy. Well, it could be the. It, it's it's not the like the bulb doesn't even come on on two of them. Oh really? Oh well, man. I'm sorry. The bulb comes on on one of them. Yeah. 
the bulb, and then it goes off like around 10 o'clock or so. Yep. The other one, it doesn't go on at all. Huh, interesting. So, we might have to post a picture up on Facebook and Twitter mm-hmm. and see if the, anybody else has had issues with these particular objects. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. You know, and if you're a guy that's very handy with electronics and stuff, man, if you made some stuff like this, you'd yeah. probably, and make it work well, mm-hmm. we'd probably do all right, because I would buy them. I have a little garden that could use some little accentuating with light. Well, and also in, in our tree outside, we have like six lanterns. Yeah. We do Disney lanterns, and there's Mickey and there's Tinkerbell, and we have them in the trees. And it's a they set, hang? Yeah, they hang. Okay. And it's a set lighting system where for five hours a day, depending on the point that you originally first turn them on, yeah. you have five hours of lighting. Oh, wow. So we hung them in the tree. We turned them on at eight. So at eight o'clock every night, these things come on. Uh, Again, they don't produce a lot of light, but when it's really dark out, yeah. they stand out a bit. So that it's a much better quality product than the, the solar system gotcha. Disney character lanterns. Huh, well, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. That's that's very good to know. So, so that's what I spent my weekend doing. Oh, you, you, you installed it this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of house things. I've been hang, hanging curtains and uh, uh, moving like stones and gravel and stuff. Fixing fixing my driveway. I have a gravel driveway, right? If you mm-hmm. remember that. I've been filling in the little potholes and stuff with a um, gravel and everything, just so we're not so bumpy. <laughs> I got stuck in that driveway once. You did. I, you got stuck stuck in my yard, actually. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's still there. I still have the remnants of the tire things. Eventually, I'll get that filled in. But you know, <laughs> I live in the country. For those that you know, I guess it's countryish. It's, it feels like the country, but you know, I'm like not that far from like civilization. Yeah, when it rains, you got to really you got to worry about getting stuck in the mud. I out know. There, huh? Yeah, you got to just. I guess as long as I stay on the gravel, I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. You know, if I once I venture off, then that's when I'm in trouble. <laughs> so <laughs> usually, I try not to. I just you know, I just don't do it. But it's okay. It's okay. It's uh, nobody. You know, we're not gonna win any whatever awards town hall awards for best garden or yard so that's okay i got my privacy and i'm happy you know <laughs> but anyway uh but for toilet and bath and bedroom <laughs> yes you will win awards yes 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 my amazing amazing bed bathroom <laughs> uh, but you know anyway so enough of that because um, i'm sure they want to hear about my bed bathroom <laughs> but anyway enough of that let's head on to the queue All right, here we are in the queue, man. And so the biggest story this week, if you haven't been following any of the theme park news or events or whatever else, is, of course, Universal Studios Florida's opening of Diagon Alley, that whole entire section in the Universal Studios Park, which, you know, you can access from Islands of Adventure. Pretty killer. That's like the the, the biggest news. Now, you know, it's kind of funny. I think this may be one of the first major things we brought from Universal. Yes. Okay, hopefully we'll be able to bring you more Universal stuff. Because, you know, our name is Magic Our Way. So, yeah, we love Disney, you know. And, of course, I'm wearing uh, – I think Danny's wearing the, the ears. Are you wearing the ears in our logo? I can't. I have to look at it. I don't remember. I am wearing the ears in our logo. The, yeah, and I'm wearing the little the, the Florida Lee on my T-shirt to kind of symbolize both things. And, you know, what's funny is Kevin right now has on a Disneyland T-shirt. I do. And I think I have Disney uh, boxer shorts on. Yeah, Oh, yeah. Well, and you have the Saints, so you got the Florida Lee. So it's kind of opposite of what our logo is. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, but anyway, what, what was my point? Oh, yeah. Hopefully, it'll bring you more Universal stuff and other things to, to offer, you know, because it's just magic. We're not, we, we never meant to concentrate just on Disney, but yeah, it just happens to be our passion. But 
Um, man, how can you not talk about Diagon Alley this week? I mean, that's like the biggest thing at the moment, you yeah. know? And, and Disney hasn't really released much of anything other than the Frozen thing that we mentioned last week. But mm-hmm. I mean, you know, as far as the biggest thing, they're kind of letting ha- letting Universal have their thing, you know? It's kind of nice. Um, but anyway, enough of that. I mean, just looking at, I've been looking at the cues, uh, cue videos on YouTube and just like pictures and this, that, and the other. I don't know how much you follow. Have you followed this a lot? Yes, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And it just looks really, really exciting. I mean, granted, it took the place of Jaws, which I, I used to enjoy Jaws. Oh, that was one, that was one of my favorite. When yeah. We went over to, uh, um, not the Islands of Adventure side, but the, the Universal Studios Universal side. Yeah. Studio, Jaws is my absolute favorite. So I wasn't happy about this from the get go, but. Mm-hmm. I definitely understood the need to put this in there, and it's it's it looks phenomenal. I mean, it's brilliant. I mean, you know, if if you have a kid that wants to see both sides of the park, you got to buy a two day ticket, you know, park hopping ticket. There's no <laughs> way around it. I mean, brilliant business decision and everything else. But you know, when you hop between the two parks, it's not just it's not like you're going. Um, like, so what is that train? Uh, the, the the in Animal Kingdom, you take that little train. It takes you to conservation. The train to conservation station. Yeah, I forgot the name of it. I don't know if it has a name, but anyway, that train, you know, pretty much is uneventful, right? Mm-hmm. You face in one direction, and you know, you see a little bit of backstage the road, and there's the person kind of tells you something that happens. But man, the train that connects. Uh, Hogwarts with Diagon Alley, you know, just watching the videos and everything else just looks absolutely amazing. Yeah. You know, um, just, just looks amazing. They, I uh, looked at some of the videos and you two, you, I mean, I, I'm a dork about this stuff. So, you know, spoilers beware. If, if you, if you don't want to be spoiled and you're going soon, don't look at any videos or listen to anything we're about to say or whatever else. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I haven't been there, but, you know, I, I, I'm i not affected by spoilers, and that's just me. I mean, Danny, are you? Are not you, at no. all. I love spoilers. Yeah, spoilers just makes me want to do it even more so. Exactly. You know, because it's a totally different experience from seeing it through somebody else's eyes through the video camera than actually experiencing yourself. Oh, yeah. You know, and then when you go come home after said experience and you watch it on video, it's even better, you know? Especially with these new 4D rides where it's oh. not enough to see it. It's in 3D. You're yeah. smelling things. You're feeling heat or yeah. cold. Or, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean... um. So the train ride, man, between the, when you're riding the Hogwarts Express, I mean, just looks amazing, you know. And I mm-hmm. look at the. Did you look at any videos of the effect where you know how you have to I run did. through a wall to yes. get to nine, platform nine and three quarters? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's pretty good. I mean, it's not bad. I mean, for what the, I guess the technology that we have now, I mean, how else would you do that? You know, it's like it's almost like a Pepper's Ghost kind of a thing, right? But like, and you see it like happening in front of you, right? I mean, you don't get the sensation yourself of actually doing it. You right. just walk through, yeah. It's kind of like, but not as cool as the effect that they use to open Diagon Alley. Mm-hmm. Like, the, I was curious to see how they were going to do that. Yeah, I was curious too. <laughs> I kept hearing that, oh, we got something in mind, and if all goes well, it'll be like the wall opens up and you walk in. And what it is, is it twists and turns, and as you're about ready to come to that part, uh-huh. you're hearing the, the sound effect that you hear from the movie when the wall opens up, so that way when you turn that corner, the wall is fully open. It's fully opened, yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. It's a little bit of a cheat, yeah. but it's clever, because I was wondering, how, how do you do that? I mean, yeah, yeah. You'd need an entrance so big to allow so many people, and there was no other way. You had to have something. So you couldn't right. replay that effect for everyone walking in. Right, right. Yeah, that would be very tough, yes. you know, especially for an area that large. I mean, I was thinking the only other way they could make it better is just, you know, I guess the use of holograms now, you know, like they brought two-pack now and everything else. Oh, yeah. But the only thing is that most of those holograms, I guess, are projected on some kind of screen or whatever Well, those holograms 
programs are like you just said, a Pepper's Ghost effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that you could do it, but, I mean, again, good luck walking through it. I mean, that's one of those things where if, if you were to step to the left or the right of the of the Tupac hologram yeah. or the Michael Jackson hologram, you would have completely destroyed the illusion. Right, right. So... Yeah, you need to create like uh, images, kind of like Iron Man. Was it three, where uh, the, uh, the the leader of AIM uh, puts Pepper into his brain? You know that little projection on the floor. Do you remember that scene? Um, oh yes, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. I know what you're talking something about something like that, or something from Star Trek, where it's images or Star Wars, where you can just kind of walk through. It doesn't really affect anything. You I know. Mean, I don't know that we're there yet. There yet? No, though. we're not I there don't yet. Know we have that technology, but I guarantee you, if they do it, that'd be a great place for it. But you know, for what, the technology that we have now, I bet you that's that's not bad. Can I tell you the one thing I was disappointed in? What's that? That dragon on top of Gringotts. It does. It doesn't move. Mm, yeah. Did that disappoint you? Yeah, I mean, it did. A lot of people were saying that it's not as articulated uh, if at all. It's it's like it should be a stone dragon, I suppose. I mean, it's a completely stationary stone dragon that doesn't move. <laughs> like I'm expecting to see, it's like the dragon is garden. Yeah, Gringotts, but it's not. It's it's just there. Well, I mean, well, maybe they took a cue from the Yeti. You know, they say instead of trying to move something that big, maybe they just decided to start off in B mode. So maybe at, at night they have a strobe effect on. Yeah, him. yeah. <laughs> and some fire comes out of his mouth. But yeah, that would have been a neat effect if they were able to engineer something that mm -hmm. you could actually see the dragon busting out through Gringotts, mm -hmm. and then it blows fire, and then it maybe retreats back in. Which I mean, in in hindsight, it really was stupid to to think that. They they would have done it like that though mm -hmm. because to expose it to that you're exposing it to the elements. Right. So man thing was going to break down all the time. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. But again, I just don't understand the purpose of having um, a frozen dragon there. It's almost like a stone dragon. The great stone dragon. <laughs> Sorry, I just watched Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> so Mushu can go there and maybe wake it up. Maybe that's the problem. There you go. Maybe he broke it. You know, that's the yeah. great stone dragon. He got a new job after he got broken by Mushu. He went over to Gringotts. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, Gringotts. Gringotts yeah. Bank. Maybe they can wrap a stone Mushu around uh, the, uh, the 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 theater in the Chinese pavilion. Oh, we should have somebody like like sneak a Mushu in there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Mushu, awaken the great stone dragon. He doesn't move. He just shoots <laughs> fire. He's stuck. <laughs> and then he breaks him. Oh, that'd be actually good. When we go down there for a field trip, oh, we'll have to do that. We'll shoot a quick video. Of me bringing Mushu and having wake the great stone dragon. <laughs> I wonder if, like, do you think most kids know who Mushu is? I don't know, man. I, I don't think so. I think people listen to this podcast might. Oh, I'm sure. But kids but, now, well, I know my kids at least, because, I mean, she, we like that movie. Yeah. Lily hasn't translated into being able to watch it. We talked about this last the time. The hand drawn, yeah, the yeah. hand drawn stuff. Wow, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, just the attention span isn't quite there yet. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. But yeah, uh, uh, we'll see what else they got going. I'm um, well, the night bus. Of course, I've been seeing videos for that mm -hmm. for a while with the, the interactive uh, um, skull skull dude, Jamaican skull dude, and the bus driver. And then also you have like kind of like an experience like uh, Kim Possible, or is it now? Um, what is it in Epcot now? It's uh, Phineas uh, and Ferb. Yeah, Phineas and Ferb thing. Um, they have like the whole wand thing. You can get a wand and interactive things happen around mm -hmm. the area with the wand, which I think is brilliant. You know, yeah, I'm glad they decided to do that. And they're also doing the same thing in Hogwarts. So you'd be able to take your wands over to Hogwarts and do the exact same thing. That's great. So, you know, that's just a great idea. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing this. And yeah, I saw somebody turn on the water fountain with it. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. Cool. Yeah. I saw some, yeah, that it's, uh, I forgot what I saw, but I saw a couple of things. A lot of times when I YouTube, I YouTube late at night. <laughs> you know, so sometimes I don't remember exactly what I've seen. But man, it's just, I can't wait to see it. I'm You're like the I'm most so interesting psyched. man in the world. I don't often YouTube, but when I YouTube, it's late it's at night. It's late at night. <laughs>
Partying, yeah. <laughs> Went about to go to sleep. The least interesting, <laughs> the least interesting man in the world. At night, I'm YouTube. I'm in bed by ten o'clock, <laughs> and I get up at six a.m. <laughs> and uh, and uh, that's it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. I can't wait to go, and hopefully, when I go, I won't be so busy. Because <laughs> I know right now, if you're if you're down there and you're listening to this, or if you're listening to this, why? Pause it and go enjoy yourself and come listen to us like next week when you get home from your vacation or something. You don't have to listen to us right now. Well, they need something to do in that five-hour line. Oh, that's true. <laughs> huh? I mean, you know, a lot of the weights went up to like 400 minutes or something, 350 minutes. And in some one of the uh, groups that I'm in, Disney groups of men, they started photoshopping different things onto the uh, – because I think somebody photoshopped a seven, so it looks like 750 minutes. Uh-huh. But then they started doing like like the lucky sevens and like a, a roulette, you know, so three <laughs> slots for sevens, and they had a picture of some dude. And it was it was pretty funny, you know. They had a different you know different little pictures and, and some inappropriate things were in the <laughs> the time slot, but that's okay. Um, but anyway, that was funny. So anyway, so that's that's pretty much that for Diagon Alley. All right. So next up, uh, uh, this is something that comes courtesy of the unofficial Guides Disney Dish Podcast. Oh ah. yeah, uh, Jim Hill. Love uh, that show, by the way. Yeah, I do too. Great show. That's uh, uh, my hero, Jim Hill. He has a network it. now. Jim Hill has a network. No, well, the Turing Plans podcast has a network. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. You know, I was, I was, I, I, I just listened to the latest show, and they had that whole intro. I'm like, they have a network. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to be on a network. Wow. <laughs> oh. You're on the Q Mark Network. Nah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, we're we're on that network. But you know, anyway, <laughs> um, go ahead. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so Jim Hill reported this on the 61st episode of the Unofficial Guides Disney Dish Podcast that uh, the new Ratatouille ride that opened over there in Paris. Did you see that yet? Yes, yes, uh, as well. Yes. It's pretty nice. And I just listened to that podcast today, as a matter of fact. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. So didn't you? May you, you may have already heard this that the earliest the attraction could possibly be. Brought to Disney World and being added to uh, France mm-hmm. would be 2019, 2020 because they have like an exclusive four year uh, ownership of the the one in Paris, uh, the, the of the uh, what you call it, of the ride itself, the Ooh. one uh, Disneyland Paris, Disneyland Paris. Oh, they have, they have ex- the exclusive right. Oh, yeah, uh, to be able to use that. You didn't hear that? I didn't know. I didn't hear that part. Yeah. Maybe I didn't listen to the last episode. Did you hear the one about Ratatouille? No, I listened. This was all about like Diagon Alley. And okay, yeah, that was stuff. the one before that. I believe. Ah, I'm behind. Oh, this yeah, is interesting. Yeah. I didn't know they could do that, and they're in the same company. Yeah, no, that's that. What's kind of blows my mind about it because I mean, it, at a point in time where you you're hoping to see Disney kind of get on the ball as much as possible. Yeah. Um, to hear like this is a it's a ride that's already built. The, the it's already been imagined. All you yeah. have to do is replicate it and place it into an already standing. Right area with a backstage that that should be able to accommodate it, yeah, and they can't do it for four years. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I can kind of see Disneyland Paris's point where it's like you know if you build it in America, then the Americans are not going to want to go to Paris to they, spend their money or whatever else to do. Americans, it. Not that are Americans not, do anything. Yeah, they're not know? going to Paris to go see the Ratatouille ride, or maybe they're look they're catering to the, the British population. I mean, there's a lot of British people uh, that come over, crossed upon so to speak, to come to Orlando. Maybe they want to make sure that. Um, they get that share of the tourism too. You know, it's like, hey, I can't ride Ratatouille in America. Maybe I'll go to Disneyland Paris, and a lot of them will probably still go to. Yeah, Orlando. I was gonna say. Well, no, I think a lot of them are still gonna go. Like when when we were in London, yeah. If you go to King's Cross, 
Uh, tie-in. If mm. you go to King's Cross, there's a train that goes straight to yeah to Paris, yeah to, to Disneyland Paris. So it's not like a day Paris. trip for them. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it's not even a day trip. It's like maybe yeah. an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I, I can't remember the exact. Which amount. is not bad at all. No, I, I mean, so do that. Yeah, you, you hop on and and you're there within no time. Yeah. You you do it. You get in the train. You come right back and you go home. So I mean, yeah, yeah. If you're living in London or any of the surrounding area, you're going to go ahead and you're going to go to uh, Disneyland Paris before right. you come to Orlando, I yeah. would think. Yeah, so they can hop on that. And then, you know, maybe maybe the, their reasoning is that, you know, if they open it in Orlando, they might forego that trip, especially if the, the British people have a trip already booked mm-hmm. for Orlando. It's like, oh, you know, why spend the money there? We're already booked to go to Orlando, which a lot of people do, and they stay for long periods of time. Yeah, but you see, I don't know that, again, if, if you're... <sighs> See, I could see this being about Hong Kong Disney or, or, or you know, some something a little bit um, smaller. Like, Walt Disney World is like... It's like a hub. Well, yeah. It's it's like a... You, know, you could stay a week and a half. Yeah. I mean, well, forget a lot about British Ratatouille. People, they say like three, four weeks. It's yeah, pretty amazing. You've got like four different theme parks. Yeah. You've got two water parks. I mean, it's a vacation destination. Ratatouille the ride is not going to sway you one way or the other. You know, if you're trying to choose between Orlando and, and Disneyland Paris, yeah. that's not going to be the swaying factor. It's got to be if you're trying to choose between that and, like I said, Hong Kong or... Um, Maybe that's what they're thinking, though, you know? And, and Maybe. Like we're, thinking, we're thinking through it, and it's like, you know, it's just not going to work. Um, but, I mean, I don't know any, know any other reason why they would want to have exclusive rights other than just making it unique to that particular park. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know either. Um, I mean, granted, we took what, Lights, Motors, Action... We did, but they can have it back, and they can bring us around to do it. <laughs> I'm all right with that. Absolutely, you know, um, I'm okay. You know, we didn't mention last week's show about that whole car that got into a little accident. I don't think we mentioned that on the queue. But granted, oh yeah, 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 yeah. the queues for things that we want to talk about. So we didn't really. I mean, that's no big deal. Yeah, it's not like we're <laughs> hiding the 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 dark side of Disney or anything no, like that. No. It was just. It's a stunt show. Accidents are going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Things are going. You know, it's a stunt show. Yeah, you know, the guys put on a line. But yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, Ratatouille four years. Uh, so that'll be after the next World Cup, and so I'm all right with that. But God willing, <laughs> this podcast is still going strong, and we you know we'll be able to do a live show from the opening of Ratatouille. I hope so. Well, how you like that, huh? That so would be great. Let's do that. Four Let's year goal down the road, <laughs> and we have some followers and fans that we'll meet up with Sean. Yeah, hopefully we meet up with Sean before then. You know, I, I would hope. But I mean, yeah, I I can absolutely see this as, as being uh this. It would have been such an easy transport into i mean you already had the space you yeah. already had the land you already had the theming all you had to do is put that ride back there yeah. and it would have been the easiest transport you could have ever pulled off and it's kind of disappointing because i remember i mean especially if you're already going towards i mean right. there's still rumors that that frozen you're gonna get a frozen dark ride in norway yeah you've got the three caballeros in mexico i mean you know to put um to put an already existing ride in, in Paris, uh, that would have been great. So, you know, to kind of piggyback off of this, not to, I just thought of this, not to derail the, the conversation, but um, if I were the manager or the president of Epcot and I needed to revitalize that park, would you think it would be wise to say that I start with World Showcase and get, like, things in Germany? Like, they, Germany already has a, a ride, a ride 
uh, uh, ride building. Yes. Like, no, no ride. Yeah. <laughs> Bring Ratatouille to France. Mm-hmm. Um, add something to Japan now that Kodak is out of the picture. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. we, we say like, you know, World Showcase, especially during food and wine is one of the most popular places, even without food and wine. People mm-hmm. always want to drink around the world. You know, build up that particular, I mean, granted, it's going to get really congested, mm-hmm. you know, but build up that park and then go and build up Future World. Well, yeah, because Future World's a mess. Future right. World's the hardest fix. Yeah. The showcase is easy. You know, you do, there may be some loyalists out there that you can trample on their emotions a little bit when you're you're taking their traditional... Um, World showcase? Yeah, because there's a lot of people that don't want the kitty stuff back there. They don't want the, the, the Ratatouille in France. They don't want uh, Frozen really? in Norway. They don't like the Three Caballeros. I don't like the Three Caballeros in well, Mexico. Yeah, I agree but that was that. like a very poor um, effort. I, I have no problem... I had no problem with the actual uh, idea of doing that, but you know, it, it basically became. I mean, it wasn't an improvement on what was already there. I'll, right. I'll just leave it at that. No, that makes sense. You know, I did. I, I did enjoy El Rio de Tempo and Tempo. Was, Tempo. Yes. And I can even play it on the marimba. Um, <laughs> I'll have to do that. Record it for a show one day. We sang um, it one time on the show, didn't we? Yeah, I think we did. I think we did a while back. You know, again, I got to get that wiki going so that we'll know what the heck we're talking about <laughs> and we can search for it. But anyway, yeah, I think, you know, yeah, fix up, get World Showcase going because that's your biggest draw. Yes. You know, and then, you know, that'll give you time, hopefully in the background to brainstorm how to give Future World its identity. Mm-hmm. Totally different subject. I mean, this may be another whole nother show that we can talk about later. Mm-hmm. You know, we might, I think we kind of talked about revitalizing Future World, but, um, and now with this mindset, you know, how would you do it? Because, um, you know, you get World Showcase up and running and that people are going to go to Epcot regardless mm-hmm. for World Showcase, right? And so right. you get those people there back there. And then in the meantime, while you got World Showcase cooking, man, you get Future World rolling. And then people that are on their way to F- World Showcase, they go through Future World or if they come through the International Gateway, they hear about things. And they'll say, hey, man, they're getting Future World get back up and running. You know, mm-hmm. let's go to Future World. Again, Epcot becomes the number two park once again, you know, in, in the Orlando area, you know? Yeah. Thinks it's totally feasible. What do you think, listeners? And if you have a thought upon that about how to fix Epcot, you know, magicourway at gmail.com, man. Send us your thoughts. I'd be curious to hear what y'all think about it. All right. And lastly on the queue, Disney is developing a live action version of Dumbo. What? Yeah. Did you hear this? No. You did not? I did not hear this. Disney has begun development on a live action adaptation of the 1941 animated classic Dumbo. Where'd you hear this? Uh, it's it's on a couple of different sites. Oh, shoot. yeah, I'm off. Look around. So wait, this is like a stage show? No, no, no. It's a movie that they're working on. Oh, a movie. On. Okay, yeah, I got gotcha, you. I got you. Got you. It's supposed you. to be being pinned by the guy who did. Uh, uh, what a horrible choice here. It's supposed to be pinned by the guy who did uh, Transformers. Really? Yes. Because Transformers is all known about their uh, that that movie is known for its heart. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, And it's supposed to add an additional family storyline to the film that will parallel Dumbo's original tale. Really? Yes. So it's been kind of like Free Willy and all those animal, other animal movies, live action animal movies? I suppose. I don't know what they're going to do with Timothy Mouse. I I guess he'll be a mouse that talks. Yeah. uh, As he was in the original. No word on if the racist crows will show up. Yeah. How do you play (laughs) that? Don't know. If I mean, they put the racist crows, then you know what? They got to release Song of the South. There, there's a whole show. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole show on itself. You know, and I got you know, we'll have to. I have to let you borrow the book. Who's afraid of the Song of the South? Did you finish reading it? I, I'm about to finish reading it. Okay, when you finish reading it, up. I want it. Yeah, and then we'll talk about it because I mean that's. 
I mean, you know, hey, it's 2014, man. I mean, you know, it's, uh, you know, I mean, granted, yeah, well, I'm not going to get into the discussion. Forget it. Yeah, yeah, yeah That's going to open up a whole can of worms. And you save those worms. Yeah, we'll save those worms <laughs> for another show, you know, because there could be something. Maybe we can get Lee on this when he's in town next or something. Absolutely. Well, I know, I know this is a subject close to Aaron's heart as well. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, and then we'll have to do it when Aaron's back on. Well, well if Lee comes in, we'll have to have Aaron on because I know Lee wants to be on a show with Aaron. Absolutely. And then we'll all go to Akira and stuff because I know Lee really... But I'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, all right, cool, man. That's the cue. That's all we wanted to talk about. If there's anything else you want us to talk about or comment on, like I said, you know, we, we go into this particular segment with a mindset that, hey, we're in line for like 400,000 minutes, you know, waiting for Gringotts. So we, <laughs> we got stuff to talk about. Um, you know, one day, Danny, we'll do an actual cue segment in a queue. Interesting. How cosmic would that be? You know, we'll go down there, you know, if Lee's with us and so be it, Sean may be with us. So we'll have even more voices and stuff to talk about. And then maybe people around us will hear us talking and they'll want to jump in. How cool would that be? Dude, I'm all in. Let's do, do the it. queue in the queue. And that could be like just a big queue show. Who knows, man? We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, send us email, magicourway.gmail.com or twit, twit, tweet us. <laughs> tweet us. And uh, yeah, we'll get the message. So anyway, let's move on. Ladies and gentlemen, for the hub, we have something very special for you today. In my email, I got something called the top 10 bad behaviors on a Walt Disney World vacation, which comes straight for us to us from DizDining.com. Now, we're not affiliated with them, but hopefully I will because I really like the stuff that they're putting out. It just It's just interesting to me. They put, you know, almost every week or day I get some new top 10 list, which is a lot of fun to kind of talk about. And, you know, I got this maybe the other day, Danny, I guess. Yeah. And I sent it to you and I was like, man, this is such a cool thing just to talk about, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, they listed the top 10 bad behaviors on a Walt Disney World vacation. And so I figured I would we would talk about them here because I know we've had experiences with this. I was just reading through the list. I'm just like. Oh, yeah, I know that one. Yes, I've seen that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and you know, I, I, I just have things I just need to get off my chest and vent. Um, I'll post a link to it in our Facebook and in our show notes and stuff so that you guys can check out the list as well. While you're at it, I mean, uh, we're not affiliated with them, but you might as well subscribe to the newsletter because it's a lot of fun. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot. Of, we've done top 10 lists from them before, and it's just, they put, they, they, whoever's doing it over there, just, we, you know, props to you, man. We definitely enjoy it. So hopefully, maybe we can work together one day. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Let's talk. Let's just jump right into it, man, because this is a top 10 bad behaviors on a Walt Disney World vacation. And I know every one of our listeners out there has had some experience with this. Um, they're number 10, and we're going backwards from 10 to 1. Okay. So their number 10 bad behavior is littering. Yeah, that's a big one. Isn't that terrible? You know, it and is. I see this especially at quick service restaurants. Mm-hmm. You know, um, clean your table man you know <laughs> i was about to insert an expletive there but that's all right you know we're trying to keep it clean for the kitties because there may be some young folk that listen to our show and you know i shall not be responsible for clean your frapping table i know you know <laughs> shut the front door with that uh <laughs> that table you know it's so easy because you get a tray mm-hmm. i mean dude you get a tray yeah <laughs> all right um you pile everything on the tray and you throw it in the trash there's no need to leave a thing here and there. Now, I understand you may have some kids. Mm-hmm. You tell them to throw away stuff, and they don't. They leave it on a table. Okay, there's that. But if you're still at the table and your kid leaves it there and you walk away, by God, just pick it up. It takes two seconds, you know, because there may be a family behind you, especially in a busy month mm-hmm. like July, you know, where you might have uh, people that um, 
uh, say leave ketchup stains or you know ketchup stains you know it's not your job to clean a table but i do i don't know about you, you do that i mean if i spill ketchup i'll clean it up because i know well, somebody, if I spill anything i'll clean it yeah, up i mean yeah. if you spill a drink or right. ice cream or whatever you know my mickey bar melts mm-hmm uh, I'll clean it up because I know there's a, probably some family, especially in a packed month like July, that's waiting to get our table. You know, they're standing around, looking around. They see me get up. They, they're sta- they're standing away. Basically, if we're in a parking lot, they have their blinkers on, ready mm-hmm. to go into my spot. You know, clean that up. But anyway, if you make a mess and your kid did it, man, by all means, clean it. Even if it falls on the floor, I still pick it up, you know, because mm-hmm. I know I have one one of my kids is a freaking mess, <laughs> you know. Uh, there's It's it's just like, you know, uh, an air cannon exploded in her food and it went all over a chair and mm-hmm. the floor and everything else. I'll do my part to clean it up, you know, because yeah. that's just not normal eating habits. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, she's only two, so she hasn't really completely learned how to eat. Uh, skillfully <laughs> and neatly or or cult or whatever you want to call it um but man clean it up well you know what it is it's the people that go that don't have that or kind of an appreciation that this is a you know we revere disney yeah there are people that go there that don't revere it they look at it like it's a giant you know suction on their wallet and they're like my god i'm paying six dollars for a hamburger and somebody could come and clean it up yeah it's like i'm not i'm paying enough they can clean this stuff up i'm on vacation and that's what it is and look i can appreciate the mindset yes you are being overcharged but you did choose to go there and it's not about you hurting Disney, you're not going to hurt Disney. You're hurting the next family that wants to sit down. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, courtesy to your common man. And, like, if you're dropping stuff, I mean, now, granted, if you have um, a Mickey bar that falls on the street, you know, if you can pick it up, great. But yeah. if you can't, well, there's that's trash one. I mean, yeah. Everywhere. There's trash. They just throw away your stick. You know, somebody from Disney staff, custodial, will pick up the liquidy stuff that's hard to get up. Yeah. And they have the tools to pick it up efficiently. You know, like, you know, popcorn and stuff, the pigeons are going to freaking take it. You know, there's nothing you can do. The french fries. But, I mean, you know, at least pick up what you can pick up. And then I guarantee you, Disney custodial will be behind you to wipe up the rest. You know? And, uh, they've done studies that, that determine just how far someone will hold on to trash before they're like, why am I holding on to this and just drop yeah. it? They they know about how far to place a trash can from another trash can right, in right. order to give you the optimal distance, and they are everywhere. Yeah, there really is no excuse for it. There is. And don't be the exception in this case. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no need to be like I want to be special. No, man, mm-hmm. just throw away your trash. And it, you know, it comes to think maybe this is how they live anyway. Maybe they got a trashy house or whatever else. But yeah. there's some people that just do it, just like, like you said, because I paid enough money and whatever mm-hmm. else. But man, look, litter, dude. Just just don't do it in general. In general, you know, just period. I mean, I try not to do it when I'm in at home too, you know. I mean, granted, New Orleans is not the cleanest place in the world, but right. at least if I make a mess, I'll clean it up. I'll, oh, I'll own up to it. Every time I pick up my daughter, I take her to the cupcake factory to get a cupcake. Cupcake she, factory. Yeah, the cupcake factory. It's like a little cupcake place where they have like specialty cupcakes. Down here? Yeah. I have to go to the cupcake factory. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there was such an animal. Well, I, I didn't mean to derail your story, but it I know wasn't they, the point of the story. But yes, there's a cupcake factory, and they have like specialty cupcakes that they make. There's a carrot cake cupcake. There's uh, a coffee cupcake. Carrot cake. You can. St- you had me a carrot cake. There's a bananas. Uh, what do you call it? A, not banana Fosters, but a banana. Um, like a banana nut kind of thing. It's I probably can, good. It, it's very very, well, very after good. Hey Lee, if you're, li- I know you're listening. Uh, we're going to Kira, and then we're going to get dessert at Cupcake Factory because that just sounds. I didn't even know they had such an animal. No, oh, there is a Cupcake. I factory. knew the Cheesecake Factory opened in Lakeside Mall, but Cupcake Factory, holy cupcake Moses! Cupcake Factory. All right, I'm a big fan. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. It but just serves cupcakes. I'm okay with that. Okay. Are they good? 
They're good cupcakes. They're like NYC baby cakes in uh, downtown Disney. What? The the vegan cake place and cupcake place. Well, it's not there anymore. I was gonna say I don't remember that one. Yeah, they you clo- got me on that. Yeah, they clo- yeah. It's, it used to be with uh, Pollo Loco. Yeah, in Pollo uh, Loco, and then they had NYC baby cakes. Hmm. That Janine, I think, was the person that ran it, and so I think I don't think they're there anymore. I'll fill you in on it off the air. I'll I'll, I'll let you know exactly what. I mean, you can Google it. it, it they I'll have a website that. and everything. I didn't know that. Yeah, I know I, we have cupcake places, but they're not as good. But if this place is good, and you say it's good, it's good. I'm down. So point anyway, being, sorry. Go ahead. She demolishes the cupcake. I mean, she rips the paper off the thing. She tries to eat it. She drops. I mean, you know how easy it is to like you know pieces of the cupcake fall off everywhere. Yeah. I always clean up after that. You know, like yeah. I don't, and then, and even the person who works there is like, leave it, I'll get it. And it's like, no, 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 she did this, I'll clean up. Yeah, own up to your mess and just pick up what you can pick up. I mean, mm-hmm. there's some things you just can't do. You know, you can't pick up, you know. Uh, it's like, like the liquidy part. If you spill a drink, you're not picking up a Coke. You know, if you're at a table and you have a, a bunch of napkins, then yeah, try to sop up what you can sop up, but you know, let the let you know they can take care of the rest. But no, nah, go get more napkins. What the? Uh, yeah, that, that oh, I guess that, so. You're right. Yeah, go. I mean, there's napkin dispensers everywhere. You go get more napkins. But if you're walking, like if you're walking in a park and you actually spill a little bit of drink. Oh you know, yeah, well then that nah, yeah, no, yeah, there's nothing you can do. I mean, I'll pick up the ice cubes so somebody doesn't slip on their butt. You know, because that'll be upsetting. That that would ruin somebody's magic. <laughs> you know, but I mean, the liquid part. I mean, granted, in July until they heat, get that fat cash settlement. <laughs> that's right. You know, in July heat, it'll probably evaporate anyway. So who am I kidding? <laughs> but anything like the ice cream on the ground, that's gonna melt and just be sticky for the rest of the day. Um, but anyway, along with that, let's go to number nine. Number nine is changing diapers anywhere. Now you and I have youngins, and we've yeah. had to deal with diapers in Disney World. Mm-hmm. You know. I read this little thing about their about changing diapers anywhere. I mean, it's like I don't know, man. I I've I don't think sh- my wife has ever changed a diaper in public. Mm-hmm. You know, we usually go to the restroom, but nine times out of ten, and I think I've spoken this on past uh, 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 field reports. I'll go to the baby care station. The baby care station is great. Yeah, the baby care station is awesome. It's That's what quiet, we Quiet. It's air conditioned. It's usually not crowded. Mm-hmm. You know the baby. You know there's cartoons on. If you have, especially if you have more than one kid, there's right. cartoons for the other one to check out. There's a little lounge. There's private. They have all the materials that you need. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got changing stations and wipes and all kind of in places to throw away the diaper. It's just amazing. Okay, but right, let me ask you this because yeah, uh, and we've. No, we know, we only have one kid. And it was two of us, and there was always a bathroom or baby care station. We could we would because yeah. the baby care station's at the front of the park. Yeah, and then you have family bathrooms throughout. Right. Yeah. So, like, let's say you're uh, you're over there by I don't know you're over there by um the the new Dumbo ride. Okay. Okay. And you're a single mother. You've got three kids. Mm-hmm. Your no good husband is out with his secretary. Um, <laughs> that's extreme. Yeah, it's extreme. Now, the most interesting man in the world, <laughs> <laughs> but not as unheard of as you might think. Yeah. So you need to change your kid. Yeah. You've got two other kids. Right. What do you do? You go in the bathroom. You risk leaving the two kids unattended out front. Do you bring the older kids into the all female bathroom? I mean, you know, there there are circumstances where emergency circumstances. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mean, even say emergency, but I mean practical circumstances. Okay, there, yeah. I think this is a little bit more of a practical. And there are single, like even not that they're divorced, but there are circumstances where a mom would be taking three kids into a park. Maybe maybe you, one kid of yours, his friend, and yeah. then the young baby. Yeah, and you can't leave those kids unattended. 
But at the same time, you don't want to, you know, um, haul them all the way out of the line to go up to the front of the park to go to the baby care center and to leave them and to haul them all the way back. And they're like, Mom, we just want... And it's like, okay, I'll change her right here on the table or whatever. Yeah. You mean you so, don't think you can find a bathroom close by? You could, but then you leave the two... Well, like, what if they're two, like, well, eight-year-old boys? Oh, well, yeah. Do you want to take them into, all, into a female restroom? Eh, maybe not. Yeah. That'd be kind of tough. Yeah. Is it... I can see it. I'm not saying, look, I'm not. Yeah. Exercise discretion. We certainly did, but we only had one. I'm just saying I could see someone out there saying I have more than one. You have it's no choice. just me. I've got no one else to watch the kid. But I can tell you what. There are some nooks and crannies which you can hide and skillfully do that without mm. being an offense to anybody. No, I agree with that. Yeah. Especially think, in Animal Kingdom. Yeah. But you could do in almost any park. There's a place where you can just kind of hide. And I think we've done it before where it's like well, out of the way. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to have anybody see poop. But I yeah. think, you know, this thing was talking about changing them in their strollers, you mm-hmm. know, rental strollers, stuff like that, whatever else on, on top of tables. Yeah, no. Look, obviously, you know, try and be a little discreet with common it, sense. Yeah, I mean, you know, the tables where people eat food, you know. And, yeah, and that's can, a little disgust. I mean, yeah. I mean, granted, to be uh, be honest with yourself and think, yeah, they disinfect the table after every person eats. No, no. Okay, so if you if you change your kid on top of a table and stuff, and according to the authors of this article, they've seen it. I mean, it's like, come on, <laughs> you know, common sense here. Uh, uh, don't know. <laughs> you know, now I don't want to eat at a table. I know it, it did kind of creep me out when I read that. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll sit somewhere else. But I mean, yeah, uh, at least do that. I mean, yeah, it, just like Danny said, if you got circumstances where you're by yourself and you can't do anything about, it, there's always a nook and cranny that you can tuck into. Yeah, where you're out of the way. If you, if you, I mean, you know what? If you're if you're using your own stroller, no problem. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I think we've changed a diaper in a stroller and that's, you know, we put the little shade up and yeah. nobody knows what's going on. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like I'm fanning the smell to everybody like a smell it, sir, <laughs> or anything. But, you know, um, it's just, you know, I don't know. I think there's ways around it where you don't have to do it in an inappropriate place. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Use inappropriate deemed ed by society or just consideration to your fellow man. Mm-hmm. That kind of terms of definition here. But uh, let's go to the next one. Speaking about. Uh, consideration for your fellow man blocking views I guess in general specifically you know people are talking about the iPads this article talks about iPads where people raise them up and they record the fireworks or parade or everything else which thus blocking the view of the person behind you wow you know and they excuse the one about raising kids on your shoulders because kids are short and they can't see so you put them on your shoulders Um, I mean I don't know What do you think? Have you had that happen to you yet? Never with an iPad. I've seen like where adults will will, are like we stake out the spot and this is our spot and we're watching and and they don't care about the fact that there are kids, you know, right there and it's they're kind of creepy to be honest with you. Uh, With the ones like holding their spot, yeah, where where they don't want kids anywhere near like this is my spot and I get to be here and I don't care who's behind me because I waited all day for my spot. And you look, and there's not one kid in the bunch. <laughs> it's right. like, come on, y'all could, you know, why was this so important to you? But, you know, it, it's it's a Disney parade. Like, every yeah. time I've ever watched it, I've always watched it from the sidewalk of Main Street. I'm 6'2". Yeah. So I never have to worry about it. I get a great view from behind. It's it's a more preferable view anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I, I don't know. I've never really been there though in the summer months where I guess yeah. where it gets crazy like that. Yeah. When I go, there's always one parade and it's, it's, you know, it's not that hard to find a spot. It's not that hard to figure it out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've never seen the, the, the iPhone. I'm not that far. The, the iPad tablets. I've, yeah, I I've seen, seen the iPad thing. thing done, but it's never affected me. I've seen it do- affected other people. Mm-hmm. And I can understand. Yeah, that's, that's a little bit rude, especially if it's nighttime or if it's a dark ride and you have the brightness set up to bright, super bright. I think they mentioned that in the article. Mm-hmm. You can adjust the brightness to where it's not so disruptive, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So if you're recording like a dark ride, like say the Haunted Mansion, I mean, you can turn it on if you want to record the ride, but turn the dark, the brightness down. Okay. And just remember to turn it up when you before you go out into the sunlight. Mm-hmm. I've seen it happen in parades and stuff, but I've never been affected. But I can see where it would affect somebody's viewing of the fireworks, you know, and everything like that. And I've heard a lot of podcasters talk about people doing that and whatnot. Um, the thing about uh, raising your kids, uh, you know, I I don't do that in general. Yeah, I just because I just man, it's just not fair to the people behind me. And you know, well, there's no need to raise your kids if your kids are up front. Yeah, but if, if your kids, yeah, yeah, if if your kids are in the back, then yeah, I I'll put my kids on my shoulder, I'll hold my kid up. Hey, yeah, if, if I'm in the, in the back, back yeah, and there's not really anybody I'm bothering. I mean, that's fine. Or I'll, I'll at least raise them up to where they can see it. I won't like prop them up in the air. Yeah, you know, like ten thousand feet up in the air or whatever, just to, just so they can see something. You know, because um, I just tell my kids it's like, okay, we're in the back, but I don't want to interrupt anybody behind us. If there's anybody behind us, I'll put you on my shoulders. But if not, you're in my arm. Mm-hmm. At least you're still tall enough to see everything, you know. Right. You can still be seen. Um, but you know, the whole thing about you know, um, holding spots and stuff, it's like you know, and people declaring it. Like, look, when I was in junior ROTC, right? I had the guy that was my commander said, you know, in order for somebody to claim land, you ha- some person has to stand in that spot in order to hold land, you know. And so. I don't complain if somebody jumps in front of me. If I leave like a couple of inches free, mm-hmm. then that's my fault. You know, if I want to make sure that there's nobody jumps in front of me, I make sure that um, everything is covered in front of me. Because I, I go back to that thought. It's like, you know, if you want to claim a spot of land, you have to stand in that spot of land. You know, if somebody, you know, so it, uh, this is where the rules of personal space go out the window for me. Like, you know, you can get to as close to me as, as you want. But if you invade where I'm standing, then I take issue. You know, but, you know, if I leave like an inch or two in front of me, yeah, you have total right to step, put your foot in that space. I won't like it, you know, <laughs> but it's like, it's it's my bad for leaving that inch of space set. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'll position, I'll try to position my family around the stroller to where nobody can encroach completely on our area, you know? Mm-hmm. So usually my kids, if we're in the front, well, if we want to watch a parade and I'll sit on the front. I'll get there early, and we'll park ourselves in the front of the of the line. We're right up against the rope that they set up, usually where they set up the rope. I won't do it uh, if they don't set up rope, the areas. That way I know I, I can guarantee my boundaries. Put the stroller up, and, you know, if there, I just need to leave a little space for me and my wife, and that's it, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, if somebody can get up close to the stroller, and that's fine. They're not getting in front of the stroller because I positioned myself in such a way that they can't. Um but if they find an inch of space where they kind of weasel in between me and my wife, yeah, so be it. I can still see my wife. It's not like we're split. Um, but that's my fault for leaving that inch of space free. You know, so that's that's my thinking on the whole claiming of space. As I go back to that command, the RTC commander saying, "Hey, you want to claim a police land? You got to stand in that one spot, regardless." Mm-hmm. You know, so give an inch, and somebody will take an inch. You know, so if you don't want to give up that inch, you better take up that inch somehow. You know. 
don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I speak for some some <laughs> philosophy here, man. Well, Crazy. I, I think you know. I'm happy that I never stick out parades. I mean, the only time, and, and this is the one instance I'm thinking of. Yeah. Where we stayed to see the, a parade, and we actually staked out a spot was during the Christmas parade because we had the tickets to the the Christmas uh, party. Right. Right. And so watching the parade now was an event. Like yeah. to me, I see a parade. I've seen it once. I've seen it a million times. I, I'm cool with it. Yeah, I'd rather go w- ride some rides or see some sights while everyone else is occupied. Right, exactly. That's just how I am. Um, but in terms of uh, the whole uh, the, that Christmas party, I remember just there being these adults that were probably in their late forties, maybe early fifties. Yeah, and they were up there and they were acting like it was their park kind of thing. And they were just so happy to be there. And, and we had two kids. They weren't my kids. Right. Um, but we had two kids and they were just trying to get around them to see. And you could see like when the kids, they stick out the leg a little bit, like they were boxing out right, for a right. rebound. And it was like, whoa, <laughs> it's like, it's a kid, but hey, and they paid their money and they were, they were kind of rude about it. And you could hear them kind of whispering, yeah. talking kind of thing about, you know, it's like, dude, it's a kid. They just want to see. Yeah. They you know, to- and, you know, I'll do that too. You know, that's my one, one exception is like, if there's a little kid trying to see, mm-hmm. I'll let him go up. But, you know, if they're, it, it, but if the parent tries to go, it's like, you know, well, as long as y'all don't block my kid's view, cause, yeah. you know, I mean, they're sitting in the stroller usually. Mm-hmm. But yeah, your kid's more welcome to stand out there as long as they're not, you know, just, there's an understanding there, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, and this is going to, talking to uh, go into another topic later as we go down the list but it's not you can use your it's not like you can use your kid as like a Hail Mary pass <laughs> you know you throw your kid up front it's like oh okay I can occupy the space now because yeah. my kid's up there no you know um, you send your kid up there then I'll more than happy let them have some space so they can see it mm-hmm. you know but that does not mean you can go up there as well I mean, you know that's that's your risk if you decide to do that you know that's that's just me uh, I don't know Maybe I'm being silly, but you know. No, no, I, I understand what you're talking. Like, I don't, I don't really camp out for parades either. No, we, we'd rather ride the rides anyway. Same, same here. And in fact, that one instance that I, I was talking about, while that was happening, me and my wife and my friend, we were sitting on a table off the, you know, that little uh, where Main Street kind of forks off to the right, where they have they do the caricatures. Yes, yes, yes. We were yes. parked out there, sitting at a table, having the time of our life, watching the parade from there and yeah. enjoying it while everyone fought over. I mean, I just know what happened because my niece and nephew were over there. Yeah. But, and- you know, we're pre- we're speaking from an area that has parades a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Oh, we're we're pros at this. I mean, we're pro. So it's like I we I'm glad my kids don't really have to be at the front. Uh, we we don't we don't really care if we can see them from afar. That's great. You mm-hmm. know. In fact, I prefer the back. I do too. I can escape quickly. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, once the parade's done, boom, I'm off to another mm-hmm. ride if I want to watch it, or if I don't want to watch the parade, I just go. You know, it, it's it's cool. Um. Anyway, let's moving on. Number seven, offensive language. Yeah, I can't say I'm not guilty of this. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've let something slip in there, you know, especially when I'm not around the kids. But at the same time, it is. Like, it, they're right, though. You should. Yeah, I try not to be excessive about it, you right. know, or obnoxious about it. But, you know, if if um, I, I don't just let them fly like it's like it's part of my daily language. And I've never thing. cussed out my wife or my kid. Yeah, or I've any, never done that. Yeah. Never. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, such things. I don't do that in public. I mean, that's that's a family matter. I don't think the public needs to be aware of it if there's an issue. And even in private, I don't really cuss at my wife. You know, we'll get into disagreements (laughs) and that's about it. No, it's like, no. 
That's just a societal thing, a culture pro- thing, how you're raised or whatever. I don't cuss at my kids. <laughs> yeah, I don't cuss at my kids either. Yeah, it's it, 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 you, you do your best and you get your stern stern tone of voice, you yeah. put your big, big boy pants on and that's it. In the South, it's like one letter's a difference. So there's a difference between fussing and cussing. So, I mean, you know, come on. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, that's just, you know, I mean, come on. I mean, so co- it happens, but yeah, you know, don't be excessive. Don't, you know, definitely don't have an episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one thing if a word slips here and there, but don't be, you know, excessive because you think you're funny, which is usually younger kids and you're not going to talk any sense to them. Mm-hmm. And don't be, if you're an older person, don't, don't have your family drama in the midst of, you know, a lot of people with a lot of cell phone cameras. Yeah, if you got to do it, I mean, again, there's nooks and crannies that you can hide in mm-hmm. to discuss things. I mean, shoot, argue on the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> you know, don't be loud about it, though, because then you'll make me angry. But, you know, you, you have your privacy and you can just talk about things in the quiet of the doom buggy. This, you know, this you know, reminds me, uh, you know, I keep asking you about this. Um, have you seen that movie yet? No, I haven't yet. Oh, God, you got to see I'm it. I'm going to. You oh. got to see it. I mean, we're talking about the cursing. Yeah. There's cur- they curse in the park. Really? During that movie. Interesting. It, you got to go see it. And he's talking about the movie Escape from Tomorrow. So that'll be a podcast in the near future. So if you want to see that. Go to Netflix. You got to see Go to see Netflix this. while it's on Netflix and check out Escape from Tomorrow. If Make you want to sure pay the money to buy the DVD or Blu-ray. Don't. Yeah. It's a bad movie. I'm sure you can find it for free online somewhere. Yeah. It, it's a bad movie, but you've got to see it to believe it. Yes. Um, yeah, definitely check that out. Um, number six on their list is cutting off wheelchair scooters and strollers. Uh, this, this goes both ways. <laughs> I, I, I was just about to say that, man. It's like, look, okay, yeah, if you're, if you're strolling through the park and you see a family's at a particular pace, you know, you know if there's space in front of it, yeah, you can jump in, but don't make jump into the, and, you know, I have issues with this in traffic. You know, if you're going to get in front of me, that's fine, if we're, especially if we're on the highway, and that's okay, but don't slow down. Once you get in front of me, don't make me stop, you know, be that considerate kind of a thing, you know. Um, and at the same time, it's like if, you, if you're on a scooter or a wheelchair or whatever else, don't use it as like your battering ram to get through a crowd, you know. It goes back to my point. A person stands in a spot. He has that spot for whatever split moment he has. But don't use your kid's stroller or your scooter as like a means to get through, you walk just treat it as if you're just walking um and hopefully people won't cut you off to where you have to stop or slow down you know i run into this when i'm i run into, ran into this when i was coming down here to your house on mm-hmm. the causeway you know you know somebody i was driving just i was on cruise control somebody jumped in front of me you know he sped up just jumped in front of me and then they started to proceed to slow down so i just proceeded to pass him and it's just like oh come on really mm-hmm. you know i mean it's, it's, what's the point of getting in front of me if you're just going to slow if you're just going to go f- slower than i am right you know it's just consideration for the fellow man and at the same time it's like if you're going to get in front of somebody make sure that they don't stop and if you got a scooter or a stroller don't use it as a battering ram to Absolutely. get through crowds you know i can't tell you how many times i've had my knees or ankles taken out by somebody just going along and didn't realize that yeah. you know the, either the line had stopped right or you know they should have slowed down or they were trying to get around and um and you got also got to realize if you're in a stroller um, if you have a stroller or you you have a um on those uh automated wheelchairs yeah you got to realize that you're about two feet below people's eye level right easy yeah. i mean 
it, it's a lot harder for me to look down. Yeah. And see, I mean, you, you, if you, if you're watching where you're going, especially if you're in Disney World and you're checking out the sites, you're looking forward, yeah. you're not looking down. Yeah, it's a lot easier for you to see us than it is for us to see you, kind exactly, of thing. Yeah. And it's not a, a sign of disrespect. And whenever I see it, I'll go out of my way. If I've got to hurdle something to get out in front of somebody's way when I see it coming, I will. But um, yeah, that that kind of that that you know things what? both ways. And, and along with that, there's a phrase you can use called "Excuse me, sir," yes. or "Ma'am," or whatever the case may be. All you have to do is say "Excuse me," and chances are they'll get they say, "Oh, I'm sorry," and they'll get out your way, kind of thing. Oh, that's like an overall kind of rule and enjoying the Disney vacation. Yeah. Anyway, remember, I mean, whether you're going over there and you feel slighted by Disney because you're spilling, spending a ton of money, or whatever your thing is, you're not into the magic. You're just there because your kids want to be there. Just remember, you're there with a bunch of other people trying to enjoy a good time. Yeah their vacation you know don't don't make it worse by muddying up somebody else's yeah give the give them at least the benefit of the doubt that they you know they didn't see you or something else give them at least that chance and if they mm -hmm. still you know then you just you don't do anything to ruin your particular day kind of a thing you know um but yeah that that's that's just our thoughts on that particular thing this next one number five is especially crucial to me uh, you know personal to me stopping in the middle of the road Oh God, that happens all the time. <laughs> I mean, you know, I go out you know, like if I'm walking, and I know there's like a bunch. If I'm, I'm aware. This maybe it goes back to an issue of being just self-aware. Uh -huh. You know, if I'm aware that there's, that I'm in a traffic flow, of people going, I'm not just gonna stop. You know, I'll be at least, at least, bit considered to step off to the side so that traffic can keep on going. You know. Uh. You know, but you're dealing with a bunch of people whose brains are on vacation. Right, exactly. And and people like us, I mean, you, you're monitoring your kids. You, I mean, like we know the layout of the land. We can walk in. We never need a, a right. map. Right. And you got these people that go in there their first, second time. They need the maps. They need to figure out where they're going. Right. And just, you know, natural human reaction. You just pick it up and you just look at yeah. it. I mean, sometimes you got to stop. You got to stop. Yeah. It, the word needs to get out. Yes. When that happens, you do need to kind of pull off to the side because you will get knocked over mm -hmm. and, and don't get an attitude about it when it happens because right. people then have to jump out of the way to avoid you because you just stopped. Right. For no reason. Right. And, you know, it, for those that are not on the stopping end, um, I use that as chances to get ahead. I treat it as like when I'm in traffic and I see a truck. And trucks usually go slow. So if I want to get ahead in traffic, I'll jump in front of the truck. I won't slow down in front of the truck. I'll just keep going. But if I see a family that stopped in the middle of the road, I'll use that chance to kind of get a few feet ahead. If I'm trying to beat a crowd or something, you know, I'll, I'll inch by them, you know, following the flow of the traffic. Then I'll change lanes and just scoot and take <laughs> off. You know, I'll hit the afterburners and go. Because mm -hmm. usually there's some amount of space. You know, behind the family that stopped in the middle of the uh, uh, of the flow of traffic where you can just kind of take your advantage, you know. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you want to spin it the other way, I mean, use it to your advantage. You know, if you want to try to get ahead, like if you're on rope drop, and you see family for some reason just stop. Yeah, go around them and use that space and just kind of jump ahead of the people that you were in front of. You know, because chances are the people that you're in front of are just following the flow of traffic. Mm -hmm. You get that few extra feet in front of them, boom, you're done. You're ahead of them in line. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's kind of silly to me. But, I mean, I do that when I'm driving anyway. You know, I do the same kind of thing. But, I'm, you know, I'll never slow. If I cut somebody off, I'll never be completely accused of cutting somebody because I don't slow down. You know, I just don't slow down. You right. Because I know he's traveling at a certain speed. I want to go at a certain speed. I'm not going to jump in front of you and slow down purposefully mm -hmm. or whatever else. 
but you know, at the same time, I'm still giving the benefit of the doubt, but I'm gonna just keep going, you know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's that's my thing with stopping in the middle of the street, you know. I ran into that a lot last time, like in Disneyland, and uh, uh, when I went to Disney World on my Thanksgiving trip, mm-hmm. you know, just people just stopping just all of a sudden. Yeah, no, it know? happens a lot. Um, you know, I was gonna say also too that with uh, go back to the last one about uh, strollers and stuff, and 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 wheelchairs and everything else. Um. If you have like a wheelchair gang, like from Smoking the Bandit, it's like ten across. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, it's you have the freedom to do it in the park, but if you're like three person or two person across, or like a Brazilian tour group, like we yeah. talked about before. Yeah, I mean, like I know you want to be able to talk side by side by that person, but if you're going through a crowded area. The single file line is going to be the quickest and most efficient way to slip through that crowd to get to open space, mm-hmm. not by swinging a gate through a, a, a garden. You know, it's like it's like if you had a, a a ton of people, or no, if you had sand and you're pushing a rake through, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to do. But if you had like one little like uh, what do you call it, shovel or like a a, um, a spade, you could easily slip through the sand easily. You know, so very 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 simple. But you know, I, I just thought about that. Um, not tipping. Number four. Wow, that's a tough one. I yeah, I was you gonna know? say I. That depends on your cult. I've never not tipped. exactly. I, I know you never not. That yeah. depends on your culture and your way of, of doing yeah. things. I mean, I'm glad they're putting the word out about that. But yeah, I mean, that's. I, I don't think that applies to. Yeah, to I most. mean, it's tough if you're not grow raised in a culture of being um um what's the, what's the word not prolific um uh, philanthropic 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 with your money and stuff. If you're not raised in a culture to be that way, then I mean, you know, you might not be used to the whole tipping concept. You know, so you, maybe you slip up a couple of times too. But here's my thing: when people travel abroad, and Americans are guilty of this too. If you're going to go into a cult, a different culture from yours, you got to know the culture. You got to understand what happens in that culture, at least to a, a basic extent. You yeah, know? but culture is hard to learn. It, it's hard to learn, but you know, you can at least kind of read about it. You may slip up a couple of times and you may think, oh, I forgot to tip the guy I was supposed to. Mm-hmm. And you may not be used to it or you may be just morally against the whole thing of tipping because well, it's not part of your thing. But at least try. You know? Well, here's the thing. When we went to London... Going over to Europe, you were told, all right, one of the biggest differences, you don't tip over there. Right. Like here you tip, there you don't tip because the waitresses don't work on tips. So then you go over there and my wife's obviously feeling guilty. So then you go ahead and you leave something. They're like, okay, we'll just round up. Right. So you look into it, you read up and everything. Everyone's like, just round up. Then you get there. Then you see people leaving a certain amount. Then you ask them, well, what do you do? Oh, when it comes to the bars, you don't tip in the bars. But when it comes to the restaurants, you do this in the restaurants. And there are different ways of doing things. And so, I mean... Culture, at least you learn. Culture shifts, you know, taste and preferences change. So, um, yeah, it's tough. It's like hitting a moving target. Somebody tells you something and you accept it. Now, when it comes to America, I think it's pretty standard. Okay, if you're going to, when you're here, you tip, you tip. Right. Standard 15%, 20% for great service. Uh, If you're actually an American, it's almost become a standard 20%, or 25 to 30 for great service. I mean, we've gone overboard. Yeah, when did that go up? (laughs) Because people need to flaunt their wealth. Yeah, I want to say that. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, if somebody's really well, we talked about this in. Pre- oh, I'll talk about this later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we've talked about we, it in previous shows. We but, still got know. four more. Yeah, we got four more things. And number three being not giving up your bus seat. That's controversial. I haven't really. I mean, I haven't really run into that. You know, 
I've been to the parks a couple of times where my wife's been pregnant, and somebody's always giving up their seat. Yeah, so I haven't really experienced this as much. I've never seen that. Like when we went one time, my wife was pregnant, but she wasn't really showing. Right. At that point, um, so it wasn't a thing. It wasn't that big of a deal. Um, have you ooh, seen that? Have I, I mean, I've given up my seat before. I have. I know I have. Um, I'll move. I'll stand. I can't no say that I'm constantly on the look. I mean, because, again, where do you draw the line? Right. I mean, you get up for an old lady, but you don't get up for a single mom, or you get up for a single mom, but you don't get... And then at what point do you're like, well, I'll just get up for a woman? Yeah. You know? <laughs> you know, at some point you kind of gotta, um, and God, I mean, especially when you're at the end of the day and it's been a long day and you've been walking and your knees are shot. You're like, I've always had lower back problems. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, at the end of it, ugh, I don't know. There's so many able-bodied people. That, I mean, so, so many people that look able-bodied that really do have problems. Right. And at the same time, there are other people who go in the park with problems that if you're expecting someone to get up and give you a seat, you probably shouldn't have gone on that. I mean, you could always stop when getting when you're getting on a bus to get on another bus. If you realize you're at the back of the bus and the bus is already full, you can wait for the next bus and be the first one on there to get your right. seat. Yeah, there's always that. And there's a part of me that thinks that Disney's irresponsible in allowing people to pack a bus to the point where people are standing everywhere. Right. That part drives me up the freaking wall oh yeah uh I, I yeah i don't think you should allow that many people to be standing on i don't think you should pack buses like they do i mean you don't mind people standing though no i don't mind okay. people standing but i don't think like you're in disney world what happens if that bus has to stop short yeah well i mean you know there's there's people in the country that are used to like new york they have buses like that all the time yeah but i mean you're, you're paying a premium to go on vacation having to stand after like a long day at the parks and you're on a, i mean more buses, darn it! Yeah. Darn it! <laughs> Just more buses. That's no, that makes sense. I can understand that, but I could understand that. I'm, you know? I'm, I'm not saying that what they're doing is wrong with making people stand, but I do think that it is something where they pack those buses to a point of. There's going. I mean, I've been on them. I'm sure you've been on them. Where you're you're standing oh, there. Yeah. You've got on there with your kids. You're trying to hold on to your kids. You could wait for a next bus if you want to wait for the next bus. But you also want to get home because your littlest one's already asleep. Your right. second one is tired and she's kind of looking at you like, "Daddy, I just want to go home." And and you're trying to get them home and right. they're standing and you're holding onto a rail and they can't quite get to a rail, so they're holding on to you. And yes, it's, it's um the whole giving up your seat thing is kind of. It's a little touchy feeling. Yeah, you know, I'll me personally, I can't control anybody else. If I see somebody that it's with a kid, I'll offer the seat. I'll get up because I'm able to do it, regardless of how tired I am. Now, I will be conscious about my armpit smell. <laughs> you know, because you know you got to raise your arm. Yeah, you know, you and you got to hold that strap so you don't run into the, you know, maybe if it's a cute girl behind you or whatever, but if uh, you don't run into the person behind you or in front of you. Now, if I'm by a pole, then yeah, I'll get up all day because mm -hmm. I, I don't have to really raise my arm up. But if you're like in the aisle and all you have is that strap, you're just like, uh, you know, I'm thinking to myself and then, you know, some other my person was like, well, you know, you're not the only person with probably bad BO because you've been in the park all day um but you know me myself it's like you know i don't think i need to subject anybody to what i've got to offer here you know and yeah. that's just anything that's my only issue but I, that's not going to keep me from standing i'm still going to stand but you may just have to just bear with me while i air out for a second you know what i mean <laughs> uh, you know i apologize uh, you know i don't apologize in person because uh, you know it's just me but they got to know that you raise your arm up after a full day in the park 
some odors are going to travel around you're that gonna bus. You're going to be a little gamey. Yeah, there's going to be a little gaminess happening. You know, I think at that point, hopefully, they don't care so much. So, like, all right, who will you get up for? I'll get up for, like, uh, I'll get up for single parent. Like, if you have a kid in your arms or whatever else with the stroller, I'll get up for you. I'll get up for old people. I'll get up for women in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, if you're sitting and there's a woman on the bus, no kids, you'll get up for her. Yeah, if, if, yeah, I will. Actually, I would. So, wow. So, you never sit on the bus. No, and not usually, uh, especially since I, I'm armed with the tr- stroller as of late, I'll usually not sit. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll stand with my stroller and you know, my stroller is going to take up some room, so I'm okay with that. Um, but I'm going to stand with my stroller to make sure, number one, it doesn't fall on anybody. Number two, I, like I, it doesn't fall to where it breaks you know, because then I have no stroller. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, and number two, I, I can put the stroller in front of my family, and nobody falls in front of my family. You mm-hmm. know, kind of thing. I'm all, I'm all about protecting the family thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, if a woman comes in, you know, whether how young or how old, you know, I'll get up for him, and it's a problem. Take have it, got it. You know, if it's a guy in a cast, yeah, I'll get up. If he's in a like a, a wheelchair, yeah, by all means, I'll get up out of that chair. You know. Oh yeah. I'll uh, just be at. You know, I guess at that point, I'll be kind of like when we were on our trip. You know, when we mm-hmm. took it from. Uh, uh, from Animal Kingdom to wherever we ended up, like animation, animation, uh, what's the name? Art of Animation yeah. Resort. Uh, I'm just glad to be on a bus <laughs> at that point. I don't care if I got to stand or sit or kneel. Uh, I'm just glad I got a bus because you know sometimes waiting in that bus line is just like, whoo, <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that one, but yeah, I, I would not get up unless I saw somebody that looked like they were in need. Yeah, that's the same thing too. If they look like they're, if you look able-bodied, I'm not going to get up for you. you okay. Know? But if you're a woman, I, I don't mind. I'll do that just because, it, you know, that's, women are the weaker species. Well. <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say? It's the whole chivalry, chivalry thing, I guess. I don't know. Well, there's That's a difference me. between chivalry. You see, there's a fine line between the one being chivalrous and like, oh, I think you might have trouble standing. You know? Maybe you're cute, so I'm going to stand for you. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. All right. We should move on. All right. Number two is parade etiquette. Hmm. Um, you see, now this kind of falls. We already kind of we kind of covered this, this yeah, because we talked about you know the, the the other topic. Um, I don't know, man. I'm I already said what I had to say about this. Yeah, you know, me too. It takes uh, like I said, it takes a person to stand in a spot, and if you leave inches uh, in front of you, that's your fault for leaving inches in well, front of you. What was the other one then? Uh, the other one that we talked about um, was. Uh, Blocking, blocking views. Blocking views. Yeah. This kind of goes, number eight, blocking views. kind of goes hand in hand almost. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think they kind of try know? to force a 10. If you give me an inch, I'll take the inch, but I'll make sure that I do not block your view. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just fair. You know, that's just considerate to me. You know? Um, yeah. I, I think we already yeah, said we, what we, we had kinda, to say about yeah. that one. You know? So, let's go to number one. Number one is cutting in line. And God, this, this does aggravate me. Especially with a technique called a Hail Mary pass. Have you ever had that happen to you? What's a Hail Mary pass? Hail Mary pass is when you have a group, and this happens with Brazilians, and I don't want to just single out Brazilians, but it does happen to them, and it happens to any other tour group or whatever else. You send one person from the group um, into the line, okay? And then, you know, everybody else kind of joins the line later after mm-hmm. you've been traveling through the switchbacks. You know, it can. Ha- I've had that happen to me uh, a few times. You know, especially at the beginning of the line, it's especially, um, uh, I guess, uh, 
uh, crucial. Okay, so like when one person's standing there standing and they there, call their friends in. Yeah, and blocking you. It's kind of like when we went we went on our field trip and they had that family. You saw whoever that character was in the Animal Kingdom. Yeah. And they had that little uh, family in front of us that sent one oh, kid yeah. over and then they all jumped in front of you. Yeah, Donald Duck. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, Donald Duck. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a Hail Mary pass. That's what they employed. Yeah, they that was rude as hell. Yes, it was. That ha- but the Hail Mary pass for big groups happens at the beginning of the line. Now, Hail Mary pass I've seen happen when you're in the middle of the line. The rest of your group is in there, and then, like, say you're getting an ice cream or whatever, or you went to the bathroom. Well, it's like, you know what? Tough. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You should either go to the bathroom, and then your whole group goes into line, or you wait or something like that. Now, me being who I am, uh, yeah, of course, I'm going to let you through, you know? Um, the term excuse me bothers me a couple of different ways, you know? Not, not a couple of different ways, but it bothers me two ways. When you say excuse me, I have the choice of whether or not to excuse you or excuse you. It does not, you shouldn't automatically assume that I'm going to excuse you. You know what I mean? Well, excuse me, though, that's not asking for permission. It's like, I'm coming through, so excuse this. But I'm going to take it as like, okay, you're you're giving, you're, you're saying excuse me, but I'm going to take it as like, uh, will you give me the excuse to do it? You know, it's like a yes or no. See, you normally to me, I, I see where you're coming from, but excuse me to me normally means I'm coming through, so excuse me. Mm-hmm. It, it's not like excuse me, like a question. <laughs> it's more like excuse me. <laughs> yeah, and I can easily say no, you know, but nobody does because they don't want to be that guy. Well, you know, not only that, but by the time you say no, they've already passed. You. Right, they've already passed you. It's like no, no, thank you. You know, I'd, I'd love to. You know, you know, one day it might slip, and who knows? We'll see what happens with that. Can, you know, can I tell you something? Show. Yeah, what's up? I enjoy this list, but I think. It ten should have been one and work your way down because getting towards this, like the people standing in line thing. Okay, I haven't seen that happen as much. Yeah, and I think um, that that that's a bit of a problem. Yeah, I can see where that would be. But like the littering, like we had a lot to say about the earlier stuff. The stuff as it got a little bit farther on, we're like. But I see what you're saying. It's like littering, I think, is more important than cutting in line. Yeah. The parade etiquette and the blocking of the views thing, that's kind of hand in hand. Yeah. So, I mean, they kind of botched the the very early part of this list. Now, now here I am talking bad about somebody we just said we're going to work with. So, I probably shouldn't say any more. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Just kidding. That's just uh, our opinions. You know, hopefully they'll respect that or honest opinions about it. But I do enjoy the list. But you're right. I could easily reorganize this list. I could forgive forgive cutting in line easier than i can forgive littering because littering is so easy to remedy yeah you know cutting in line it's like okay yeah you know you you had you had the you had diarrhea in line you had yeah. to go you came back it's a right. course you know i'm not gonna ruin your magic or just being considerate or whatever else you were taking your four-year-old to go see peter pan right. or small world while yeah. your wife was waiting. no problem yeah i mean I'm, I'm gonna forgive that but littering that's more of a i i can't forgive litter especially yeah. if you have the power to do something about it right i'm sorry no yeah you know absolutely not you know so anyway, yeah, that's the Diz Dining's website. Diz, that's DizDining.com, and we're not affiliated with them. Or you know, All our opinions reflect what Danny and I talk about. It doesn't necessarily reflect the views of Diz Dining, but, I mean, that that's a great list. I'm, I'm glad they put that together. And if you want to check it out, I mean, you can subscribe to the newsletter and get all these kind of lists too because it's, it's just fun. to. I, I love getting them week-to-week basis, and it's just fun to read them. So, anyway, um, that is our thoughts on the top 10 bad behaviors at Walt Disney World. On a Walt Disney World vacation, I should say. (music) 
All right, we've come to the part of the show where we give shout outs and answer any questions that you guys might have said. Again, I kind of released the state that, statement that we're recording tonight kind of late, but at least some of you guys got the, the, the statement and stuff and are able to get some questions in. But eventually I'm going to do it earlier like I used to, but it's just been a busy week for me. But anyway, uh, first of all, I want to give a shout out to Universal Nikki at Universal Nikki on Twitter. Um, she's a Universal fan, and she used to work at Epcot. She was a cast member there, and mm. hopefully one day we'll have her on the show for some cast member stories. Oh, that'd be nice. Uh, for the show, yeah. And she, I've been talking with her on Twitter and everything else, and we've been talking about the whole Universal thing, and she sounds very interesting to talk to. So I just want to give it a shout-out to you, Nikki. And uh, uh, she just sent me a tweet and says, I loved working in Epcot events, so that could be very interesting, you know, to hear some stories from that. Mm-hmm. And again, um, uh, we may or may not have Nikki on the show. Uh, we protect the names to uh, to protect the innocent. So mm-hmm. uh, who knows? We'll see what happens. I don't know if her name. Maybe her name's not really Nikki. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> anyway, we'll, we protect the innocent here on Magic Our Way because, of course, we give the Disney fan or Universal fan or any kind of fan a voice. If you're a fan of Legoland, by all means, I haven't, I haven't been to Legoland yet, man, and I would like to check that out. Absolutely. You know, because I think that'd be a lot of fun, too. Uh, if you're any kind of fan, if you want to really, or if you're a cast member, we'll change the names, we'll do whatever, but we, we're going to give you a voice, okay? Uh, but anyway, so hey, Nikki, I uh, hope you're listening to the show. I'm going to give you a shout out. I'm actually tweeting you as we're recording, so um, you're probably not listening at the moment. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, sure. I would hope not. Yeah. The next person I'd like to give a shout out to is at Seesaw Steve. He sends us a tweet saying, catching up from vacation. Great episode by Blake and Emily. How do you follow that? Did you hear that? Did you get to listen to that f- a particular field report from one of our listeners? No, I haven't yet. Great, great. They did a great job. Like I said, they plussed it. And they actually sang a song, uh, uh, A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes. Uh, Blake was on piano <laughs> and also vocals, and Emily also sang some vocals too, and they did a great little rendition of it. You know, that's what comes from knowing musical people. I know, I know. It's just a. I don't know how I know these people, but you know, there it is. I gotta go listen to that. Yeah, you gotta check out the show. They gave it a great report. They talked about new experiences. Like I think Emily's never been, or neither of them been to Star Wars weekends. Uh, they talked about the new Fast Pass system, you know, and all the kind of stuff. I think Sean might want to check that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah. Apparently, Seesaw Steve just giving you a shout out man say hey thanks for listening glad you're able to hope your vacation was great uh where did you go <laughs> so i might tweet you that out so i'm curious um anyway thanks for listening uh, and and enjoy um the last thing i want to give a shout of course we got our lee lustavica lee. um lee yeah and i've actually I, I sent lee to akira uh, Lee lost his yesterday. iPod. Did you hear about I that? I saw that. Yeah. So if you're a listener and you happen to see Lee's iPad on a, <laughs> on a, a iPod, I'm sorry, on a flight or uh, like a iPod that has no owner, you know, chances are just let him know it might be Lee's. If if not, just say it's Lee's anyway because I know he'd appreciate another iPod because <laughs> he lost everything. And if, you know, if you're like me and you have an old time iPod and you keep your podcast and your music and everything else. Uh, yeah, it's backed up on iTunes, but you know it's it's just to go with the hassle of having to buy another one and make sure it fits everything. You know, yeah, we'll have to start a Kickstarter campaign. A Kickstarter for, for Lee's iPod, yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I sent him to Akira, which is our new place to eat. You know, yeah, yeah. since we moved from uh, the downtown studios to the Metairie Studios, we can't go to Crescent Pie anymore. But we discovered a killer. A sushi joint called Akira in Metairie. Sushi hibachi joint. Sushi hibachi joint. So if you're ever in New Orleans or in Metairie and you want to uh, try, you want some Japanese man Akira. Absolutely, you know, g- give them a shout out. Tell them you know Danny and Kevin, and you know, they might treat you nice. <laughs> you might drink for free. <laughs> you might drink for free too. Anyway, um, 
so anyway, so Lee, of course, is our travel agent uh, from Just a Dream Away Travel. He's one of the agents of Just a Dream Away Travel. There's a bunch of agents on there. You can check out their website and their Facebook and everything else. Uh, Lee just happen to be, happens to be the guy we uh, we happen to talk to a lot. Yeah, Lee right? is the first fan that we've gotten on this show, and this was before he even started up with Just a Dream Away Travel. So. Um, Lee, we go. We have a history with Lee, and we, and we thank him for listening to the show and, and keeping in touch with us and interacting with us. And you know, I just remember he had one more a little uh, travel agent thing that he sent in, and I forgot to use that. But I guess we'll use it. It might be out of date now. So, Lee, if you're listening, go ahead and send us some other stuff, man. If you want, if there's anything you happen to come down the pipe, uh, holiday season is just around a quarter, so I'm so sure things are coming out for you that uh, people can start booking and stuff. And look, if you have booked with Lee and just a dreaming way travel, man. And we'd love to get you on the show and tell us about your experience. Um, so let us know at magicourway at gmail.com. But anyway, uh, Lee has posed to us a question. And that question is, in your opinion, what is the most underrated thing to do in Disney? Could be attraction, restaurant, tour, etc. Easy. And, and what is the most overrated? Oh, what is most overrated? Yeah, wow. so what's the most underrated? The most overrated, what's the most overrated is even easier. The most overrated is Toy Story Midway Mania. Okay, I agree with Without that. Without a shadow of a doubt. Yep. The most underrated is the Disney water parks. I agree with that. You no know, I didn't really have anything going into this, but you know, when you said it, it's like, you know, that makes absolute sense. I almost said the little golf courses. The little golf the, courses? The miniature golfers. Absolutely. Know. But you know what? They're kind of like... When you get to the golf courses, it's like, oh, this is fun, but it is still kind of a golf. A little, you, know, you kind of have an it's idea. A mini, what to, mini golf. Yeah. yeah. Going into the water parks, you have no idea that it, it is a mini theme park in and of itself. Yes. So, um, and, and throw out the word mini. It's a theme park in and of itself at, yes. these, at these Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach. If you're someone that goes to Disney very often, this is something that sooner or later you need to make time to do this. Yeah. You think you're wasting a day? I guarantee you you're not yeah you know it's it's i guess it, it makes sense because i've never made it a point in my vacations to go to a water park but just from when we've been doing the show and what you uh, talking about the water parks it's mm -hmm. like i want to really want to go now i yeah. want to experience everything that's in that you're park. gonna be mad at yourself you're gonna be like why didn't i do this before yeah why did, I could have so totally been doing this, yeah. and I never did this. I, mean, I could have done it when just me and my wife were. It would have been like we could have gone to this, to that, to that, to that, to that. Well, now I have a kid. Right. I have to calm down a little bit and you know do a little bit more of the kid-friendly stuff. Exactly. You're going to hate yourself when you realize what you've deprived yourself of um, all these years to go ride something they've already ridden 15 times. Right. And, you know, I might even go as far as to say as people have been talking about like a, a gate five. You mm -hmm. know, but this might be your gate five, not s gate five and six, but maybe five A and five B. I'll go kind with of that. a thing. You know, maybe that okay. could be your fifth gate that you you just don't have. I mean, you know, they do all these parks and attractions and stuff. Yeah, Disney conquers water too. Who's to say that they're not better than Wet and Wild or something else like that? You know, or mm -hmm. uh, I don't even know if Water World and uh, and Astro World is well. Astro World's not even there, so Water World's not even there. And he, Ali would know. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, that's a theme park that was close to home. But yeah, you know, the water parks may be your fifth gate that everybody's been clamoring for. Okay. I mean, Typhoon you know? Lagoon is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Just looking at the pictures, this looks amazing. You know? It is. It, oh, my God. It, it's remarkable. You got to do it. Yeah. And on the other end of the spectrum, you know, what, overrated? You know, talking about overrated, I might even say um, 
Uh, I agree with you at Toy Story Mania. I mean, Toy Story Mania is great, but would you even maybe consider soaring? No. I'm, well, I mean, do I do I think soaring's worth a 55-minute wait? No. I mean, for I, the wait I, times, yeah. In that respect, I don't think it is. No, I, I don't think it's worth a 55-minute wait, but I do think it's a, it's a spectacular ride when you get on there. I don't have that feeling about Midway Mania. Yeah. I've never ridden that thing. I, I think soaring, yes, you wait a long time, but when you get on there, it is a breathtaking ride, and you do. It, it's not the best theming. It's not the best story in the world, but... You do. It's it's a unique ride system. Right. It's it's in. And you know, I'll give you that. I, I I appreciate the ride system, but when you boil it down, it's still a simulator of mm-hmm. sorts. You know. But just the fact that you're on that ride system, and you know, I'm sure you've heard the stories of how he came up with it with his director set. Yes. I mean, it's just it's just it's just great. Mm-hmm. So I guess you know if you had a choice, well, not really had a choice, but you have more of a preference to ride Soren than you do with Toy Story Mania. 20 times over. Yeah, and I think on this show you voiced that Every day, yeah. twice on Sunday. Um, Midway Mania, to me, there's not too many things. Like, even if the wait time for Midway Mania was 15 minutes, there's not too many other things I wouldn't rather do. Right, right. Than Toy Story and Mid- Midway Mania, which I think we own on the Wii. And yeah. we don't even play it on the Wii. <laughs> We have it. We can go play yeah. whenever we want, and we still don't play that game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, and th- in that, and when you boil it down to it, is a simulator too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you're in a ride. Yeah, you got 3D glasses, mm-hmm. uh, but you still have movie screens and stuff. It's not like it's something exceedingly unique. And you want to talk about Q News? I hear that in, in addition to a third uh, theater that's supposed to be adding to um, to Soren to accommodate this new uh, attract. The uh, Soaring Around the World attraction they're going to be yeah. doing. They're also supposed to be adding a third track to, to Midway Mania, which I think is going to be a waste. Because, really? Yeah, I just, you know. I, I never just, heard about the third track. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah, they were supposed to be, ordering, uh, you know, putting in a third track, which would uh, I think would some way go into soundstage. I, well, I don't know how they're going to do it now. With the, now they have Wandering Oaken's uh, trading post there. but I wouldn't mind them keeping Wandering Oaken's trading post. Cause, well, I wouldn't know. mind them keeping it if they actually realized it. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah don't, don't just temporary. do the, yeah, the placeholder Wandering Oaken. That's nice. You did that yeah. to combat Harry po- Potter. But I'd like to see them do a more fully realized land. Yeah. Hey, can I say the lamb shank maybe a little underrated? I don't hear people talk about the lamb shank so much. Yeah, I don't think the words out on the lamb shank as much as it should be. Uh, so I, I can see that. But well, I'll say it here. Kevin it. on the Magic Railway podcast loves the lamb shank. Typhoon Lagoon's been around since like <laughs> the eighties. Yeah, it's been around for a while. I mean, you yeah. should know about it. You should have seen it by now. Yeah, uh, Miss Tilly. Was it Miss Tilly? Up yeah, Miss Tilly, yeah, Tilly up, up on the Mount Gush, oh, Gushmore or Gush or whatever. So beautiful. You can get so close to that thing. Yeah, so um, yeah, that's our thoughts on it. You know, I I didn't really have much going into it, but Danny definitely had thoughts on it. But and I agree with it. Was a great question by Lee. Yeah, very very good question by Lee, and you could too could be part of it. And I promise I'll send out a tweet saying that we're recording tonight. <laughs> um, next week's show, we're probably going to read it, uh, record ahead of time. So I probably won't send out a tweet saying that we're recording because we're probably going to do it the, uh, like maybe tomorrow even. We need uh, to plot that show that we're doing when Lee comes into town next time, so I can get Aaron involved, and that'll be we'll make that our song of the South show. Oh, that works. Yeah, we could do that. So um, if you have any thoughts about what's the most underrated or overrated attraction, again, contact us. Uh, we love to hear from our listeners, and we'll guarantee you, regardless of what you say. We will read it on the air. Uh, regard, if you use profanity, of course, I will censor it. That's just a show. But other than that, if, if you, you have something positive or negative, we'll say it. If you, if you say Ke- Kevin has a fat booty, he'll read it. I'll read it because, you know, 
I may. I may not. <laughs> Nobody knows what I look like, so it's okay. You know, I may have a bodacious butt. <laughs> you know, I think our logo is pretty good at what you look like. You think? I think so. I yeah, think but I, I'm facing front, so I you think don't really I see my you. backside. I don't, I don't know. That is true. You don't see my backside, or neither one of ours backside. So Currently at work on a new logo. <laughs> oh lord! So anyway, keep that. Uh, keep an eye out for that. But anyway. Um, send us your email regarding the underrated and overrated stuff at magicrway at gmail.com or send us a tweet or send us a message on Facebook. I guarantee you we'll get it and I guarantee you we'll read it out on the air and give you credit for it. Hey, we reached the end of the show. Happy times. Happy times. It means that we can use the bathroom, we can eat and all that good stuff. And we can record tomorrow. <laughs> yes, and we can record tomorrow. And you know, I always say use the bathroom and stuff because we literally really try not to stop during the show. We're we're in training. So for that one day that we actually do a live show in front of an audience or something, that we can definitely go at it, you know, uh, horns to the front and just plow through it regardless of what happens, you know? Or we're manning up. Like you're in a wheelchair at Disney World. That's right. You know, we're <laughs> going to plow through that crowd and we're matting up to get you the best show that you paid a ticket for. Maybe it's a free show. I don't know. I, you, and that's that's such a blue sky thing right now at this moment. I'll be happy when we get the Skype stuff going. Um, but who knows? That may be in the near future by the time we uh, that have that Ratatouille ride come to France. Who knows? But anyway, yeah, I've said this throughout the entire show, Magic our way at gmail.com is the best way to contact us. You can send us an email, send us a recording, send us anything regarding any topic that we're talking about, and we'll read it on the air. We'll talk about it. We'll explain it. We love interacting with you guys. You know, the only thing we'll censor is curse words, um, but maybe I might just throw a beep in there. But yeah, we want to try to keep your original intent and meaning as pure as possible from when you sent it. So we'll definitely do that. If you don't feel like writing out an email or anything else, by all means, go to our speak pipe. We have yet to get our first speak pipe thing, and I have that set up. But man, no, we just started last yeah, week. Yeah, we just started. I mean, it's so easy. I mean, go to www.speakpipe.com forward slash magic our way. It's in our show notes, so you can just click on the link, go to that website, and you click one button. It's two clicks. You go to our if you go to our our website or whatever else, you read our show notes, it's two clicks. One click to get to the website, two clicks to record. Danny, how easy is that? You know, you just click on it, you record straight from your computer or your phone or your iPad, and boom, you sent us a little message. Now granted, right now I'm you know, I'm only paying for ninety seconds. I'm not really paying, it's free. But you can only <laughs> send us a ninety second message and we'll get it. It'll go you don't have to do a thing. You don't have to set send or anything else. I think you had stop and it says, Are you really done with this message? And you say yes it'll send us the email saying you have a message for us so you can easily record something other than just typing up an email if you don't if you don't have time for if you ain't got time for that for writing on an email by all means man send us a speak pipe message man we'd love to hear your voice we'd love to hear it uh your intent and meaning and everything just straight from your mouth straight from the horse's mouth right Right. While you're at it, go ahead and follow us on Facebook, like our page, because we'll send out tweets when we are recording, and you can send our questions, and you can follow us, and anything that interesting that might happen, I post up on our Facebook. Same thing with Twitter. Twitter, I enjoy conver conversing with everybody on Twitter, conversating. I was about to say conversating. Yeah, you're having trouble today. I know. It's that Mai Tai. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, 
the, we'll come i'll converse with you on twitter ask nikki i've been conversing with her almost all week you know we got into a little conversation about universal and everything else and we may even get or get her on the show and so, I you know, hope so. Things, we need yeah. a universal person yeah we need some universal people to give their thoughts because i'll do i'll i enjoy universal and i want to talk about them too but i'm just i guess i'm not a, as deep into it as i am with disney and stuff. i mean disney goes with me goes back a long way oh yeah and you know we just got universal maybe if, uh, within the past decade if not Two decades. Who knows? You know, in, in, in Walt Disney World versus Universal Florida, it's is Universal Florida is still in its toddler stages to me. So I have yet to uh, dive into their story and everything else as deeply as I have uh, Walt Disney World. So well, it's been over twenty years since Hollywood Studios. At least, yeah, there. but yeah. it's still young. It's still young. Or it used to be for us old timers, MGM. Yeah, and I remember uh, um, MGM. <laughs> M- MGM Studios. Oh, I'm talking about Universal. Nee, yeah, I thought you were talking about. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. when they opened up the same, t- almost at the same time. I yeah. thought, yeah, I thought that's what you were referring to. Is you were talking about Hollywood Studios and when they opened at the same time. MGM, yeah, yeah, and and, and again, that was back around '92 ish. I checked this out. I remember when Nickelodeon was at Universal Studios Florida, and it also had the the, the backstage tour that you could take at Universal Studios. Florida. Is Nickelodeon still there? No, is it? Yeah, they still have the like little kids. Uh, Oh, they Hotel, had a little kid, you but get I remember slimed they had a, and yeah. you get slimed and do all that. No but I remember sense. they had a studio and stuff where you used to see shows being recorded and the, 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 the backstage tour used to drive by. Do you remember any of that? No, that I don't remember, but yeah. I don't know that they do too many live shows. Like, I don't know no, that they do Double Dare yeah. or yeah, you can't do that, that yeah. on television. That was the coolest thing because you could walk through while they were taping something yeah. like Double Dare or something like that in Florida. It was it was the coolest thing. But then, mm-hmm. of course, just like Mark Hollywood Summers. Studios. Mark Summers. That's right. He's on the Food Network now. Do you know he is. I do. I watch him every now and then when i get mm-hmm. to catch when i get to watch tv i do it you know um but anyway uh, where do i leave off on oh, twitter yeah twitter yeah follow us like us chances are when i'm talking it's probably me kevin it, you know 99.9 99.9 percent it's me so you're talking to kevin on there and i, I do converse with when i get on it i have a backlog of people that just liked us on twitter that i have to catch up on but you know uh, that's okay i uh, i will catch up eventually and it'll be all you'll see a bunch of tweets from me cat thanking everybody for following us so that's the day that I catch up. Um, talked about the SpeakPipe, Facebook, Twitter, their email. Did I forget anything? I can't. I don't think I forgot anything. Uh, remember, uh, smoke signals. Smoke <laughs> signals. I guess if you want to send messages by pigeon or, uh, you, you know, if, you, if you're into the Harry Potter, you can come visit by us owl. by uh, owl or, you know, the flu powder stuff, you know. <laughs> Just make sure you say the name right or else I'll send you somewhere else like Diagon Alley. Um, by all means, do it. Hey, look, if you're a listener and you're down at Universal and you want to give us a trip report, man, by all means, do that. It's so simple. And you heard the last trip report. Daddy hasn't heard it yet, but he will. Oh, the, very soon. The, the last report with uh, Blake and Emily, they did a great job. It's And you can do that too, guys. Any phone that you have now in your hand, chances are it has some kind of pretty killer recording device on it. Hit record, record something short. It doesn't have to be long. That's the thing I'm trying to tell you people. It could be like 10 seconds. Say, I hate FastPass Plus, or I love FastPass Plus, and that's it. That's all you have to do. I'll put it on the air, and that'll be a report. That'll be a whole show. Mm. You know. But if you want to embellish and talk about things, just like, yeah, I got to get this off my chest, man. We use this as the platform to do it. We'll give you the opportunity to state your opinion. You know, We'll give the Disney fan, the Lego Park fan, the Universal fan a voice, and we'll do it with pride You know, that we're able to do that. Kevin really wants to talk to y'all. Yeah, I want to talk to y'all. Y'all are, y'all are fun to talk to. And it's not too many people, you know, other than Danny uh, and uh, another friend of mine, there's not too many people that are as into Disney as I am. Who is this other friend? Oh, this guy named Kevin. <laughs> He's a big Disney fan. He's also a musician too. But, Does you know, Kevin live in your house and sleep next to your wife? <laughs> no. 
<laughs> it uses my toilet next to my bed. No. <laughs> uh, but anyway, on that note, with the bedroom bath toilet, <laughs> my name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. Magic out.